0: Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete Nogavella and I have AFR ratings, Pete, on Twitter. Welcome Thank to you me not. you know on Twitter as JepaDT. Welcome back from New Zealand, Jipper. Thanks,
1: Thanks, Pete. All's well. How is the snow? Yeah, really, yeah, really, really, really lucky, lucky to get again. good conditions it's over in Queenstown nice and, um, and had a nice, nice break, break, mate. It, it, was, was it was all great and, all and um, yeah, yeah back, back, back into footy and watching, and watching footy, footy and only caught a few games while I was overseas and... <clears throat> but um, nevertheless, there's, there's a lot happening, happening in, in the, the footy world.
0: Absolutely. So we are now down to the business end of the fantasy season. Name three areas to focus on to finish off the home and away season.
1: Well, for, well, for me, me, it's, it's, it's still, still team, team depth, number, number one, one making, making sure we, we have, have that back up, up just in case. case. Um, um, I, we have we, we, we we harp on, on a bit here, here but that, that, that's, that's still optimum right, right now because... As, As we, we get, get to the latter part of the season, players get, get rested, or um, no risk taken, taken with in injuries, injuries, and um, teams, teams are, trying are trying to win and, and gain and position in the eight. The ladder's ladder so tight, so there could be, be some, some late, late changes, change, so some sure change, changes. So I'm just making sure team depth is is there. Um, points, points of difference now is number two for me. It's all about getting, getting those three ones that are a point, point of difference. No are no, no more time, time to muck around, around and follow, and follow the, the crowd. crowd. It's, it's um it's, it's who's moves, doing, doing what for the next four weeks, weeks and, and, and scoring, scoring most uh, um to, to gain rank. So that's so where I'm right. at. And, and lastly it's, it's just captains. captains. Again, yeah, we I probably on this a, a bit, bit as, well, as, well, as well where I leave well, I used to leave captain thoughts to the last minute and it all used to be during the week thinking about the trades, what am I doing, what am I doing? And then, then I give five, five minutes of thoughts to, to captains. Where we're now doing the reverse. So uh, and lots, lots of scenarios of captains and of vice captains, captains and loopholes and all that sort of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, for me, ownership is one. We're going to get an, uh, into ownership discussion in a few minutes, but I'll just harp on this right now. Ownership is really one uh, one to focus in on because in that midfield, it's an absolute gridlock for eight players, and that's it. it like there's not many options. Apart from that, that the top ranked players are in right now, so we'll get into that in a few minutes. So ownership is one. The next one is obviously matchups and potential tag options. So, I mean, if you've got midfielders that are facing two potential tags to finish off in the season, you might want to sort of jump off those and head somewhere else. And the third one for me is just team situation. So you just mentioned that a little bit as well. So um, uh, the one in particular is uh, teams out of finals, contentions, uh, potential for role changes. And you you mentioned uh, potential early uh, finish to a season if there's any injury concern there as well. Alrighty, on to the next one. So do you agree the best option for the ruck position to finish the season are two players, Max Gorn and Tim English. Do you agree
1: with that statement? Uh, yes, I, I, do, I do, but I'd throw in obviously Royal Marshall as a close third in the mix. Um, um, but yeah, Gordon was back, it, and, and unfortunately, play. as a non owner, I couldn't I could jump, jump on, on that. that. Monster score of 130 plus, plus and, and Tim English, English was back, back to his, to his best goal. as well. So, so yeah, in you know, my eyes, I agree with that statement. statement. Yeah, they're, they're the two best, best reps going forward, but that's not to say you can't be different.
0: Yeah, interesting. We didn't discuss this pre-pod, is it? You know, I just put it out there for a statement to see what your thought was, so you agree with me. And the extra comment I've got to the side, which I didn't send you pre-pod, was the third option is Royal well, Marshall. So we're just completely aligned to what we're thinking there to, to finish off with the rucks. And obviously the flexibility there. So uh, Marshall and English can sit in that for- forward. And if you've got any laid outs, you know, just the flexibility of high-selling players right at this time of the year is actually quite critical Jet. To-
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, so um, obviously, obviously Gorn's playing, playing Friday, Friday night, but, yeah, yeah in Tim, Tim English case, case set, if, if anything happened, happened you, you could flip r 2 and have more options, picking a forward primo than just be limited to a rough primo and, as, as, a, as, as a trade. trade. So, so, yeah, yeah totally, totally agree with
0: that. that. Okay, we are talking AFL Fantasy season long classic mode. This discussion is pre-round 20. This podcast has been recorded on Tuesday night, July 26th. And, of course, the news has been crushed out for you on the AFL Ratings Network. The content is free. Likes and retweets are always appreciated. Again, make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand. And just on news last week, it was just it was a real light week uh, last week with regards to uh, any laid out. So I think we might be okay. We've only got four weeks to get through for the final... Um, part of the AFL fantasy season. So hopefully, you know, you know, clubs are really locked down in regards to what they're doing with it, with their current protocols, uh, especially for COVID. So you've got to imagine all clubs are sort of, you know, really heightened awareness at now. So I've got to imagine we could be, you know, we're going to get through pretty much unscathed. So fingers crossed for all clubs. And obviously heading into the finals, hopefully that is a situation for all clubs as well. All right, Jeff, so let's get into ownership here. So round. Uh, 19 ownership last week, so top 25 ownership, 20% or higher on ground. I'll, drip, I'll drop below a couple uh, if they are quite relevant. So, onto the rucks, so Team English was 56%. Max Gorn, 44%. Just reminder, these are on ground only. Uh, Darcy Cameron, 44%. Sean Darcy, 40%. Ryan Marshall, 36%. And just a little bit below 20% here. at 16% is Rolly O'Brien. Your thoughts there? Yes. Yeah, so there's
1: a bit of a uh, surprise spread there. Um, a lot of the short D'Arcy owners will trade in this week. week. But, That's yeah, in consistency it's with what we said earlier, we've gone on English English in English 1 on 2. On to the defenders. So, Jack Sinclair,
0: 96%. Jack Crisp. The numbers just haven't been there recently, Jeff. So, just a really big concern. Now he's at 88%. James Sisley is still a solid season at 88%. Jaden short. So, he's flipped... His roles are being flipped around, and it's almost a weekly basis now. And that's not we we need certainty this time of year, especially for a highly owned player like this. And he's at 84%. So if look, if you're looking to jump off a player, it might be him. And and D- Dimmer could be persistent with his using his flexibility all over uh, the team with regards to the final four games of the home and away season. Uh, again, he was at 84%. Jordan Dawson. So he's been he was targeted last week, and you know you you got to. Sort of really factor in that he could be targeted for the remainder of the year. But anyway, that target option is there for opposition teams. So 80, 80% for him. Uh, Sam Doherty is solid as ever, 80%. And just a little bit below their ownership is Nick Dagoss at 32%. And Harry Himmelberg, obviously he's got uh, DPP, He's at 28%. But, so six players there. Sinclair, Crisp, Cicely, Short, Dawson, Doherty, they're pretty much locked at 80% or higher, so it's a little bit of a gridlock there in that defenders. So
1: thoughts on any one of those? Look, so I, I think, think Chris, Chris he, 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 we, we get, get creative, creative now, now and Jaden Shaw, short, short, I don't think he's, he's going back, back to the half-back back line, back line for the last, last four, four weeks. weeks so, so he's, he's one on my radar, radar that I'm looking to uh, trade out, as, as, well as well as Jack, Jack Crisp. Um, just high-end players that you can get a leg up. 20, 20 points, points, 30 points, points here
0: and yeah. everywhere. So food, food for, for thought, thought for coaches out yeah. there. Yeah, and obviously, just on, just on that defender there, so um, the AFL confirmed the round 23 fixture uh, to finish off the home and away season. So those times are now locked in. Now Sydney and St Kilda are the last game of the home and away season. And Jack Sinclair, so the Swans play the Saints in that last game. So, Jack Sinclair, man, don't forget, Ryan Clark went to him, and that was without Bradley Hill. So, Ryan Clark went to him um, a few weeks ago. So, really got to keep it. You know, if those positions are up for grabs and Sydney are chasing a top four spot and, and Saints are chopping, uh, trying to chase a final eight spot, you know, that game could be on to finish off the season. So, you've got to imagine, you know, if, you know, Obviously, they might target Hill first for his run and spread and, obviously, uh, pretty decent carry through the Saints' defence into the midfield, into the forward line. But, yeah, you know, Sinclair could be targeted there as well. But at least if it's not Clark, uh, you've got to imagine that the, the Swans might try and tap into that one there as well. So, yeah, just keep that on the radar. for my. You know, Sinclair's a really good player, especially in defence, and he's a high-selling player there as well. So, you know, when it comes down to it, if you're trying to jump those finalists, few spots in rank that he might be one to, you know, switch off um, in that final round. So just thoughts on that one there, Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah look, like we've, we've got to make, so keep an eye on the tag so the situation. Moves, there's easy targets out, out there. there. To, to me, me, I, I think, think coaches are tending to target the players that provide their sides with the biggest readers going and quality disposal, and Dawson and Sinclair fit, fit right in that category. So... It's um, um, not, not just midfielders anymore. The, you know, forward he's tags, mid tags, it could pop up, up everywhere. And we got Caldwell well from Essendon putting his hand up. up. We've got Finn McGuinness now with a role, role, Hawthorne doing a role, uh, doing, doing a, a tag tagging job. job, and everyone, everyone else amongst the, the group. group. Um, like, like I said, Ryan Clark and others. So monitor it, it keep it, an eye on it, and again, don't be shy to pull the trigger on these players just because they're. You know, no, with the high,
0: a high average, average, doesn't mean it's, it's the wrong trade. Okay, into the <laughs> midfielders here. So, really big uh, gridlock here. So, it's Rory Lead 100%. Um, no need to just flip off him. He's just high ceiling player. Um, interesting that John Longmore said in his press conference uh, on the weekend there, Jeff, that they, they actually tried to shut down Rory Lead on the weekend. They just couldn't do it. So, you know, he got through a high ceiling game, and, and Sydney tried to shut him down. So really interesting then. If that's okay, if he can't, if he can't be shut down and those ceiling gains still exist, well then he's just a, a stone cold lock for the remainder of the season. So 100% there. Lockie Neal, we know he's been targeted. So 96%. Jack Steele, solid again. 96%. Uh, Callum Mills. So that's centre. Bounce usage has declined a little bit, but the scores are still quite solid there at 96%. And just again, on that Sydney-St. Kilda game to finish the season, Marcus Winder-Hager went to Tim Kelly on the weekend, so that might be an option for the Saints going back the other way for a call-a-roll or shutdown role in that last game of the season. So keep an eye on that for Mills. And those centre-bounce numbers have been down. Uh, Tuke Miller, he was tagged in the last quarter by Brisbane there, so but he's an enormous ceiling, high-ceiling player, so I wouldn't be moving off him. Um, and it says Sun pretty much have a pretty decent draw to finish off the season. So he's at 92%. It's not one I would really want to switch off. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw, a solid year. Scores have fluctuated recently, but you know I would sort of hang on to him Hang on to him there as well. Again, 92%. Zach Merritt, 92%. Jack McRae, 84%. Now, interesting from Bevo last week is that he sort of referenced McRae's uh, playing a little bit of a different role last week. So he got there eventually with regards to his scores, but yeah, it was a slight shift in midfield dynamic last week for McRae. So I just want to, you know, if coaches are willing to get off a player, that McRae might be the one to be that option. So absolute gridlock there. But I want to ask you this question there, Jeff, There are only there are only eight players above twenty percent there. So it's absolute gridlock there. But I'm going to ask you this question: Name one player you, you could trade out from that top eight.
1: Jack McRae, without any shadow of a doubt, mate. The um. He's got to share the ball amongst all their midfield stars and he's not adapting to the new roles as much as we'd like. So he's the one that goes.
0: Yeah, okay, if you had a second option, who would it be?
1: Um, I'd probably go Brayshaw, to be honest, because he's still a tag target for Frio. Um I I wouldn't do it this week against Melbourne, given that they don't tag and he'll have a free run on off the stadium. But um, maybe the weeks after, you could look to um, offload him
0: interesting the weather situation in Perth again this week for Friday, Jeb, so it, it's looking like it could be wet, so hopefully the weather does improve uh, once we get to Friday, so yeah, it might be an option, but yeah, if it's high contested type game, is that you know, Brashaw could be in for a stack of tackles, so, you know, obviously a lot of in, in, inside contested clearances there, so it might be a bad thing if that game is actually wet, so yeah, uh, my option, my first option to move out of that top eight, again, it's gridlock, so if you uh, out of the top, you know, obviously the 25, top 100, and if you're still targeting any of these players, you're actually just smashing yourself into ownership, so you're not really going to get that much movement. So, you know, if you're looking on the outside looking in, it's pretty much you're going to have to look elsewhere, and then not too many high-sling options elsewhere outside the top eight. So, yeah, again, if you are targeting any of these players still, is that you're smashing straight into ownership, so I would expect that you wouldn't be able to get any movement. Uh, in your rank, so you just got to really, you know, you're pretty much going to have to go outside these ones to try and adjust your rank there. Hopefully, and just hopefully the results fall your way. Uh, yeah, so McRae would be the one to get off me first, and maybe just yeah towards the end maybe Mills to flip off. You know, again if that game if that game doesn't mean anything to Sydney and St Kilda, uh, Mills could just go off his go nuts and just you know pop up a 140 quite easily. So, but if the game means a lot, you know the Saints might be looking to shut down Mills and. Yeah, who knows? So, and the other way back, again, on Sinclair. So just got to, got to monitor game situations and, and how competitive a game might be. If it looks like to be a non-existent sort of a game and the, and the results are already known, whether they're going to finish in the top eight or outside the top eight, the game might not have much meaning. It might be a loose contested uh, plus six top game. So, yeah, really got to factor in results and what they could be in advance as well. Already into the forward line here. So Josh Strunkley, 100%. Stephen Caniglia, 100%. Uh, Marcus Bontempoly, 88%. Will Brody, 72%. So he uh, had a, a leg issue there, strapped at Monday on training. Uh, Ryan Daniels has come out, and obviously he's interviewed Justin Longmeal. So there's no issue with Brody playing this week, apparently. So uh, thanks, for Ryan, for asking that particular question. So he's at 72%. Uh, Luke Parker, 68%. Adam Tullor subbed out last week so uh, with his leg injury. So he got, you know, he's going to be questionable, at least, I would think, for this week. So 44%. Mitch Duncan, low score last week, 32%, and Tim Taranto, 32%. Now, the issue with Canelio and Taranto, you know, the Giants have a stack of players coming back into that team, so you've got to imagine there could be some role adjustments there, and Cornelio hasn't playing, been playing that pretty much, that dominant, you know, accumulated top role, which we thought. His scores have still been solid, but obviously with what we have seen recently, he's been used in the shutdown role, so... You know, if you're looking to jump off one, Canilio might be one, but man, he's high. So you really got to respect his high ceiling. So, high, highly owned there, 100% of the top 25. So, your thoughts on any one of those,
1: Jeff? Yeah, i be looking to get, get it. with Canilio. If yeah, there's a luxury trade right, for coaches out there, yeah. um, again, yeah, a, bit a, bit a bit like, like the Bulldogs and the Jack and crazy situation. And probably, probably, although they, they can hit the high ceiling, ceiling scores, scores on their day, day odds on, on with all the the stars around them, it's going to be tougher going. So. Um, yeah, that's the four line's a bit of an interesting one there's a few points, points of difference I could I look, at look at and note know, and have, have a bit, a bit of fun, fun with
0: Okay who are your top three targets for round 20, assuming you don't own any
1: Alright, so I've got a bit of a theme here, Pete, with my top three targets, and that's points, that's points of difference like I mentioned earlier points, points of difference, difference was pretty so is the time to do it, so Tom Stewart, number one, for me. I think he's going to absolutely have a day out against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs press back. Well, they don't press as hard up as um, as other teams do, so I think there's plenty of plus sixes there for Tom Stewart and switches of play and the rest of it. So I think he's a lot for a 100-plus. Carl Amon, which people might sort of, um, you know, bend, bend their nose at with um, why Carl Aymon? well... He's, he's got Collingwood at the MCG, Big ground. Big he's got, got Richmond Richard in the, the week after, after S- then Essendon, then Adelaide. So very much, very much, very much a good run, run for, for Carl Amor, and so um, he's, he's obviously, obviously a big, big point of difference. difference. And then he if he you plug McCluggins like again, um, not highly owned, has, has a ceiling, can, can get it done. So he's my, my third, third one.
0: Yeah, actually, about minor Carl Amor, and especially against that sort of lineup to finish off the season, Uh, And that's actually quite juicy because uh, against Collingwood, not much attention, you wouldn't have thought. Um, Against Richmond, pretty much no attention. Um, Essendon maybe, but I wouldn't have thought so. But, yeah, the the final game um, against Adelaide, yeah, that might be just a complete fill-up. So uh, we know we can fill it up at Adelaide overall there as well. So, yeah, might be one there. Uh, My top three, Max Gorn, uh, obviously. So what we're trying to tap into here to finish off the season is his high ceiling. Uh, and my second one here is Ryan Marshall. Uh, would be hopefully he can become that solo rock for the remainder of the season. So you know Brett Ratten didn't sort of acknowledge that was going to be the case, but he did go with it last week and it actually looked quite good. So hopefully he can just hold with that for the remainder of the games of the home and away season. And my last one again, uh, just like you, is Tom Stewart. So he, he, I think he's going to get a stack of ownership this week though, Jet. So I think I think most people might be flipping to that Jack Crisp. Um, into uh, Tom Stewart or that Jaden Short into Tom Stewart. So yeah, it, no ownership now, but I've got to imagine we're going to look at this top 25 next week. Uh, I reckon it's going to be oh uh, above 50%. I reckon. So I reckon most in that top 25 or high-ranked coaches are going to go, go straight to Tom Stewart. So talk to. Yeah, yeah well, I'm hoping, hoping not because not,
1: cause, um, uh, he's, he's pretty, pretty likely, likely in my, in my trade, trade plans, plans. and. Yeah. Um, But, you
0: know, good coaches coaches identify good players, so it will be what it will be. Okay, on to notable low break even. So Joy Kelly, minus 28, Noah Cumberland, minus 15, Ash Johnson, minus three, and Elijah Hollands. Great debut. I thought it was quite good, so minus one. Thoughts there?
1: Yeah, look, Kelly's getting the role, isn't he? And and holding his own. I've been mildly surprised surprised and impressed by by him, him, especially last week. week. Um, Cumberland, obviously very active in the half-forward line and um, getting his job done too. So a g- couple of good options there. If you don't have a colleague, it's probably time to get on quickly. And then the cheaper, Holland, cheaper option sorry, is still Holland. So
0: plenty to work with. On to notable players, potentially dropping in salary on the radar to target soon with a 130-plus break even. So Clayton Oliver, 144. Cam Guthrie, 141, Josh Kelly 137, Darcy Cameron, 136, Jack Fawney, 134, Andrew Brashill, 133, Stephen Healy, 132. At this stage of the season, Jeff, so break-evens really don't make a difference. Um, so I would pr- pretty much ignore that, but I'll just, I guess if you're looking for, you know, if you're trying to upgrade to someone in a couple of weeks, that might be uh, something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's more about ownership, ownership, though, isn't it? So, so as a Pinelio owner, if I hold him that one all week, he's, he's going to drop. Big and big if he scores big, an 80, big a big mediocre 80, say, then I if I want to get, get rid of him next, next week, got I've got less money to work to with. So, that might factor in decisions. You know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of money in my bank. So, that's probably at the forefront of my mind We've trade options, and I'm sure others as well.
0: Onto notable strong scoring output with a 115-plus average last three rounds. So Rory Lead, 144. Callum Mills, 133. Jack Steele, 131. Zach Merritt, 126. Luke Davis, Uyanaki, 122. Marcus Bond, Pally, 120. Noah Anderson, 116. Dylan Moore, 115. And your thoughts on any one of those? Uh, Noah no,
1: Anderson is a surprise. I actually didn't know that. So um, he's, he's coming, coming into his, into his own and... I've already, I've already penciled in, in as a watch list for, list for next, next year, year. But, yeah, look, Lads has been amazing. They've, They've all been in great been form, great especially LVU, um, in, in, you know, like, carrying the kangaroos, kangaroos the
0: way he yeah, has. Yeah, I actually traded in Dillamore last week. So, interesting. So he did start a little bit forward there. So that game at uh, Blundstone Arena is a little, so it's a little bit different venue, and he did start yeah, forward, and there was cool. a wind at one end of the ground uh, for, for the first half at least. So... Um, Interesting that yeah he didn't really get there in the centre bounces early in the game, but he got there in the end. So his score got there, and he and he did throw into the he was thrown into the midfield there at stages. So interesting to see how Sam Mitchell plays out uh, that to finish off the season. It's playing with a little, little bit of fire, but we know he has a high ceiling. So um, so you look at Noah Anderson for next year. I'm I'm looking right at Dillamore, not only for this year, uh, but yeah if he can find his way into that midfield along with Josh Ward, you know, they're players that we could be possibly targeting next, next year at Hawthorne. All right, jump on to a few players to finish off the podcast for listeners. So appreciate those that have sent in requests uh, for players. Time to play it like or dislike to finish off the podcast. We are going to do a 24-pack to finish off the pod. So first, lock, first up here is uh, Tom Stewart, so it's a big like for me.
1: Yeah, massive like for me too, mate. Like I said, I said earlier, I think he's going, he's going to go big, big and, and hold you long good step for uh, their run to finals. On to the next
0: one, Aaron Hall. So Lee Adams, Patch Adams, uh, interim coach for North Melbourne, said when, when he took over as that interim coach that he, you know, he wanted to play a front-half-style game, and it actually just hasn't turned out that way. They're giving away still a stack of inside 50s. So uh, my thought process was, that if they want to be a front half team, you know the inside 50 differential is not going to be uh, that significant. So therefore, that might sort of chop off a few points from Hall. But what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, once we've had, had a really good look at it, man, they're giving away a stack. So it's right in the range of Aaron Hall. We know what we know about his soft t- tissue injuries, So you know that you know if it's not Tom Stewart, people are going to be looking at this week. It's going certainly going to be Aaron Hall. So, again, we know what we know, injury history aside, but at this stage we have to take on some elevated risk, Jep. So it's actually going to be a big lock here for me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm oh, actually going to say dislike. I, um, I, feel I feel like, like I've, had I've had enough, enough carnage with forced trades this year. Yeah. And although Aaron Hall's ceiling is there, um, it's too, too great a risk. And risk at this point, point if I'm going to compare two players to play with the each other, Tom Stewart and Aaron Hall, Although um, Aaron was a lot cheaper, I'm still going Tomstee.
0: On to the next one. So Clayton Oliver. So just his thumb injury came back last week. His scores could be there, but I just want to I just want to keep away completely from that. So dislike for me.
1: Yeah, I think he's got that. Well, he's going to entice a bit of high ownership. Um, but at the moment, like you said earlier, he's got a high break even. So I'll say dislike for this week.
0: Onto Chad Warner. So uh, obviously it's a break, a big breakout year. He's still quite young, so um, he's obviously going to be a target from a fantasy perspective over the next few years at least. Uh, but right at this stage to of finish off the season, don't mind it for a bit of a risk option. So do like the pick. Yeah, I, I like it
1: as well. I so. said I like massively.
0: Well. Onto the next one. So we've we've spoken uh, both of us about this previously. So Jack McRae, if we're looking to get off any type of player. Uh, through that you know, gridlock of you know, top eight mids there, so it is McRae. So I do like it for his scoring, but you know if you're looking to jump off elsewhere, um, it might be an option to get out of. But again, you've really got to take into consideration if you're on the outside looking in. You know, most people have got McRae, I would presume anyway. Um, yeah, he he might be one to jump off to look elsewhere. But you know the one thing I've got to ask you, Jeb, is that if you're jumping off a high ceiling type player, which McRae is. I mean, you're going to have to find some someone as equal, if not better, for the last four weeks, and it's just really, are there that many options out there to jump off McRae? So that's the question I'm going to ask you.
1: Um, I, think I think there it is, is definitely. definitely. So, look, I, I mentioned a couple before, McCluggage, Carl Amon, lots of points of difference that you can take a risk on. I'm willing to do it, depending on you know, team selection on Thursday night, for sure. So, I'm not trying to pull the trigger. You just Jack McRae has not looked right for over a month now, so it's um, it's time to get off the the bandwagon, so to speak, in the high ownership and, and take a take the risk. On to so yeah, dis, sorry, dislike really, obviously. Yep. On McRae. Yeah,
0: yeah. On to the next one. So Braden Pruce, you know, again, it's another one of these ones with Aaron Hall. We know what we know, um, and what we know about Proust is that it's high risk. It's like it's probably the most riskiest pick you could actually choose to finish off the season. And especially in the area of our ground in the game of fantasy, of the Ruck, because you've pretty much got two players, and if you don't have that flexibility, that's that's a bit of a disaster waiting to happen. So it's the highest of risks right here. So, well, I don't mind it. Um, but the only thing is McVeigh hasn't been sold on Prout. So he didn't bring him in straight away when he was available, and he, and he hasn't been too complimentary. So, you know... It's the highest risk with regard to, well, I mean, name name it whatever you want, uh, injury, suspension, and potentially being dropped. So, you know, it's just it's well, I do like it, but you're playing with absolute fire here.
1: No, it's just like it, there's, there's Max Gordon who's screaming value at the moment with his price, as well as Tim English. So um, I know Bruce, Bruce is, cheaper, is cheaper, but, but we've got eight, eight trades, trades left for the season. season. I don't want to be
0: spending, spending one on bringing Cruz bring in and a second to trade down right. So, no joke on that, mate. On to Lockie Neal. So, I still like the peak. Um Yeah, that's pretty much it. still like it. Uh,
1: yeah, I still think he's got that high ceiling and, and there's more coming from him for this year. So, yeah, I'll say
0: that. Jared Witt. So, a bit of an alternative here to, you know, Darcy, Marshall, English, uh, Gorn, But he's that second tier below them. So, he, from that point of view, i
1: did dislike yeah, just
0: like just doesn't do enough around the ground for for my liking. Darcy Cameron. So you know the bubble burst last week. Did it or did it not? Or was it just an, a bit of an anomaly? So um, he's been outstanding. And even if you did cop that score on the weekend, you know what you had previously is just massive overs from what I thought he could be as an output. Now for those that do own Darcy Cameron, it's 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 heading towards Grundy not playing this week and potentially next week. So. You still might be a bit of a run there, so I'd be willing to hold at this stage, Um, and that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing, because, you know, obviously Cox was in that ruck a fair bit on the weekend, and what we have talked about on this podcast previously, is that Collingwood will start their rucks, and they don't know their plan beyond that. They'll start and see how the game is planning out for them, so we did know that Collingwood did start the game well on the weekend. Obviously, the game went after the siren, which was amazing, but anyway, I digress, but you know, the Pies did start the game well, and that was, you know, Cameron starting well. You know, it's not necessarily going to be the case again this week. So what happened previous uh, on Sunday doesn't necessarily have to be the case this week. So, you know, they'll start the game potentially in Cameron uh, forward again or ruck, and they'll just see how the game plays out against Port Adelaide. And don't forget, against Port Adelaide this week, right, if they don't bring Tickle back into that team, and it doesn't sound like Hayes is going to be back into that team at Port Adelaide anytime soon, um, and like I said, is not available. It's a good matchup against um, Charlie Dixon and Finn Layson. So you know, for those who have Cameron, I'm holding, and that's particular. It's a really good matchup this week. I like the pick still. Yeah,
1: I like it too, mate. I um I still think um yeah, there's a lot to come from it. Um, but yeah, the he he's still got that role change was was a bit ordinary. It's easy to jump off either way, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, look, I don't, I don't, um, I don't mind people, you know, obviously taking the option to get out of there, but there's still some positives to play out with that. At least, you know, the, the, obviously the main one is Grundy not coming back into that team. Already on to the next one. So we're looking at uh, Max Gorn. So I do like the pick there. Yeah, no, no definitely like. Uh, Royal Marshall. So hopefully it's solo ruck for the man of the year. If that's the case, we he could be hitting high ceilings. So I do like the pick.
1: Yeah, I yeah, love it. it.
0: Tim Taranto. So a stack of players coming back into that team for GWS. Um, you know, if he's, he's going to spend some time forward, so alternative there. I don't think he's a big problem at this stage. He still can get there anyway. So I still like the pick, but pending what's happening with that Giants team to finish off the year, Jeff. Um, yeah, it,
1: that's, again, an interesting one. I feel like he had a good game. Um, players come back, and Kelly, um, and Perryman even now, so... There's, There's a bit, a bit
0: happening, happening there, there. So, so I'll, I'll say it just like. On to one, two, the next one. So Connor Rosie. so it's a bit of an alternative here. does have a high ceiling. Uh, Port, the season's fading away a little bit, but yeah, I, I'd expect Rosie still to be in that midfield there. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I do too, sure, and I, I, think, think I, think I think it's, it's a like. I, Although I he's, he's, he's still not showing, not that, high showing that high ceiling feeling, as he but so um, I'll, I'll still say that like.
0: On to the next one. So we have got Hayden Young. So, you know, we did see a big ceiling game from, his last week, from him last week, but that was at Marvel Stadium, pretty dry game, and pretty easy to score when they're not much scoring. It was just, you know, D50 to D50 there. So it's not going to be the case always, but he has been actually really consistent, Jep. So I don't mind the pick. Yeah, I
1: also dislike, I think it's just a little bit early and with the other talent around that defensive line, I'll um, I'll say say dislike
0: dislike. there. On to the next one. So, Jack Crears, I think it's time to move on if you can.
1: Yeah, to be be different, different, for sure. I I agree with that. I'll I'll say say dislike. dislike.
0: On to the next one there. So, Callum Mills, um, again, uh, centre-bounds usage has declined a little bit, but his scores are still there. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm going to still still say like, like, mate. I think um, Sydney Sydney are vying for their spot in the finals. And then... You
0: know, peaking at the right time, too. So I think he'll be fine. Like On to the next one there. So Toot Miller, uh, big like here for me. Uh,
1: yeah, naturally, yeah. He's going to be one of the best going forward for the next four weeks, no doubt.
0: Like. On to the next one there. Christian Petrarca, a bit of an alternative here. Um, I don't mind the pick. Um, we know he can get there. But the Demons have been struggling recently. So, you know, is that knocked off Petrarca's really high ceiling? Games of what we did see early part of the season, so um, I don't mind a pick though.
1: I'll uh, say just like for this week, um, let's recess once his price
0: comes down a bit. On to Patrick Cripps. Yeah, that, like it was a great game on the weekend, I thought from Cripps, um, but I don't think it's going to be like that for the remainder of the season. I you know, for talking eight, top eight mids, I don't think he's anywhere near that. So it's a bit of a leap of faith that he can get back to his high ceiling top games, which he can, but, yeah, I just, don't, I, I just can't see it. Like, if you want to jump onto it, and he does, good luck to you. But I just can't see it being that 120-plus average for the finish off the season.
1: Yeah, I agree. I honestly dislike even you know, he plays out this week, um, I think. And not having um, George Wood around probably helped him a little as well, but even still, it's still a dislike
0: to Dillamore, so I do like the pick. Obviously, I went there on the weekend. I do like the pick high ceiling um, type player, especially through that midfield there. So you've got to imagine if he's going to see any type of midfield usage, you only need it to be moderate or better, then he's going to get there with regards to his scores. And he has shown when he gets, collects a stack of ball that he's got a monster ceiling. So I like the pick.
1: Yeah, I'm a proud runner as well, buddy. Um, he's been in my team for a couple of weeks now. So, Saints, Gold Coast, Richmond and Bulldogs to finish the year. It's a pretty decent run. So, yeah.
0: Dane Zorko. Uh, we know. he's got another one of these players. We know what we know with Zorko. Uh, injury prone a little bit, especially this year. Um, and the scores just—it's just not that, you know, monster ceiling anymore. So, it's fluctuating their scores and a big dislike here for me.
1: Yeah, I want to say just like mate, again, it's, it comes back to like guys like Cruz and Aaron Hall. The, the injury risk. There's seriously eight, eight trades, trades remaining for the year. Uh, we don't know, want to be burning more, two on, a, on an injury. Well, potentially two on a player like
0: Saka. Dry Cully, um, outstanding start to his career, and I think it's a bright future ahead. So I like to peek with regards to if you're looking to, you know, spend down a lot. Uh, to facilitate some other moves after uh, the final weeks of the season. I do yeah. like the pick, and he can offer you a pretty solid cover right now, Jeff. Yeah,
1: yeah and that's, that's it it's a cover I only, is isn't it? it. I don't, although those role's there, he's a great, great tackler. tackler um, I don't I think, think we can, can rely, rely too much, much beyond 80 points to a game. Point I, think I think that's a bit of an outlier. Hopefully, I'm obviously being a West Coast supporter, but, but yeah, colour is back up, I
0: Sean Darcy, so yeah, just it's not enough, and we just haven't seen his high-ceiling games yet, so a disappointing season from a fantasy perspective for Darcy, because I had high hopes that he could really smash it, and it just really hasn't been there on a consistent basis, so from that perspective, that's a dislike for me. Yeah,
1: dislike for me
0: as well. I'm an owner, and he's absolutely, absolutely. getting traded this week, uh, pending teams on Thursday. On to the last one, so Tom Liberatore, so, yeah. You know, I just think he's just a that really tier below the premium scoring mid. So, from that point of view, that's a yeah, it's, a it's a dislike for me.
1: Yeah, dislike for me as well. well.
0: Okay, final thoughts ahead of round 20? Just,
1: just enjoy, enjoy the the round 40 and keep spot on those role changes for the lesser teams, trying a few things. Um, you know, we can get creative in these last few rounds. So, don't be shy to pull the trigger on a brayshaw or a. Jack McCray, like you said, Drew the Pod, it's, um, it's, it's a time, time to get creative. You can't live and die by um, some decisions, and it's all a bit, you know, it's, it's a game, a game ultimately, ultimately in the end, so um, don't, don't die on it. it. Yeah, and
0: basically, the same lines for me is that, you know, obviously, if you got your process quite, quite right, um, you can make an informed decision, and then obviously, the results will play out as they do, so I wouldn't be too. Um, Upset or happy based on results. It's just that if you go through your process, you look at your matchups and you come to a conclusion that that is the right trade, well, then that is the case there as well. Alrighty, Jep, all the best for the listeners this week. Hopefully you can crush out a score. And Jep, all the best to you this week as well. So to you, mate. Thanks, guys.